This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter VI. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Let us begin. Shiza! Shinku Hadouken! This week, it's all about the Game Awards. We're going to talk about all the highlights of this grand event from the winners, the world premiere announcements, the surprises, and my thoughts on the overall presentation. Get ready for a special edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to a special gaming edition of Talk Time Live Extra Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We're going to talk all things the Game Awards. Um, this is that time of the year. This is going to be the longest episode ever because we're going to talk about all of the categories. Well, not all of the categories, but most of the categories um, that I was more interested in. Uh, the highlights of the episodes, um, as well as the world premiere announcements, which they still called them world premieres. I Jeff Keighley said that they were gonna change it to something different, but they wind up just saying world premieres anyway. And I, look, it, they are world premieres. What can you do? So we're gonna talk about all that and some surprises that has happened and the overall presentation of the show. It never disappoints every year and it just gets bigger every year. Um, not only just the presentation, but the attendance, uh, the you know who's who are becoming you know, like they're getting some of the hottest a-list people to attend these events and not only just attend but to present in these events this is a show thank you to jeff keely because this is a show that proves robert uh roger ebert's theory and in, in statement of video games not being art wrong <laughs> like like he 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 left us way too early before he got to see the evolution of video games and the game awards is always a is always proof that we're celebrating art not just a form of entertainment we're celebrating art because every single developer every single person involved in these in this genre are creating art and art there you can't one person can't dictate what art is art actually in my definition means everything the art of that is basically the art of whatever you do really great and everything in my definition everything is art it's just not it's a different medium a different genre a different you know format a different you know situation but there's an art to everything and no more than video games so this this show always proves how big this art form has gotten and I always love celebrating this. I am so glad that I'm able to do this show today because I my plan, well, originally this week was to watch the Game Awards to get everything that went down. And I still did that. However, I was invited to an early screening 
of the Iron Claw, which I will talk about this Sunday on the Prime Show. So if you are a wrestling fan or if you've been eagerly waiting to see this movie, I'm going to talk about this movie on Sunday. So stay tuned for that. And there's a lot to talk about because as a avid wrestling fan and knows the history of the Von Erics, I definitely am looking forward to talking about this, everything about this movie, what I thought about this movie and everything that involved in it. So stay tuned because that that movie's coming out next week. But I'm going to talk about it this Sunday. There's nothing to spoil about this. If you know about the Von Erich, it's like watching Titanic. If you know about the Von Erich story, you know how it goes down. It's just a matter of did they replicate that experience, that 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 time frame properly? Did they get everything right? So we're going to talk about all that there. Um, before I even get down to the winners and everything from that, we got to talk about something else too. But before I even get to that point, I digress. You know, I ended up going to see the Iron Claw last night while the Game Awards was on. So when I got home, it was late. I, I literally got home. I stepped into the to my place exactly when they announced the game of the year, when T Timothy Charlemagne announced the game of the year. And I was like, wow, how about great time with that? Um, unfortunately, it would. I. Unfortunately, it wasn't the game that I wanted to win, but I it was the game that I knew it would win. So, you know, we're going to talk about all that in this episode and more. And, you know, what I thought of the categories. Did they do it right? Did they give it right? I'll tell you one category they got right this year, and I'm very happy for it because I literally just finished watching the replay of the Game Awards on YouTube. So I got to I got a chance to watch everything. But also, this is one of the time of the years I have to thank IGN because Count on them to always be able to have an article that lists all of the announcements, the world premiere announcements, as well as the winners. So, I mean, I could have gone to the Game Award website to get the winner, um, the winners list, but IGN does a great job with that. This is one of the things they do get right. When it comes to their reviews and opinions and all the stuff, that's when you guys like, eh, you got to step back a little bit. Let them be them. <laughs> but this one. This is what I appreciate. So thank you, IGN, because I'll be using your um, your articles just for this. So, all right, before we do that, I said I was going to talk about this, and uh, I'm definitely going to do it. So, Batman Arkham Trilogy for the Nintendo Switch. My grade for this is separate. Um, all three all three games will be separately, you know, and I'm not going to go break down everything from the normal categories because of this episode but i just want to get it out and i'm just say this now i did the, i did everything and i'm grading them as such batman arkham asylum on the switch gets an a because visually it looks stunning play playable it looks if it, it plays awesome um it feels just like it did when i first played it on the nintendo on a playstation 3 it, it actually loads much faster than it did before. I had no issues from start to finish, no bugs, no glitches, no crashes from start to finish. It was an enjoyable, it was just as enjoyable playing it on the Switch as it did when I played it on a PS3. And let me tell you, or the remastered version as well, but let me tell you, I was so amazed at how they were able to knock that out. I was, I was so amazed, but at the same time, that game came out in 2009, so I would expect it to be able to play on the Nintendo Switch with these, with no problem. Arkham City gets an A. Same thing. 
from start to finish. Visually looks absolutely awesome on handheld. Both of them did. Um, plays just as great from start to finish. Once again, no bugs, glitches, crashes at whatsoever. It sounded, both audio sounded fantastic. There's a spatial, you know, audio that you even plays really great, even without earphones. Like if you turn it to the left or whatever like that, you hear what's going on the left and the right, like as if you got like Apple AirPod Pros on. Um, and that's not even without wearing him. That I thought that was just crazy that how really great the audio was in, in, in both of those games. So I enjoyed both of those games from start to finish. It was awesome. Fantastic. Um, and then there is Arkham Knight. The one that I said, that's the one that we're going to have to probably worry about because it came on to the PlayStation 4, but it had some issues and some issues that were like, you know, suffering on the PC, especially. Um, some of those issues have returned on the Nintendo Switch. Um, I had two crashes and that was two crashes too many. I put a pause in that game because of that, because one, visually, it's not nearly as good as the other two. It looks a little bit grainy and it looks, here's the thing. It looks like this is the rush that I think they were doing. I think it was all about um, Arkham Knight because I don't think Arkham Knight was ready to come out, but the other two were ready to come out and they were able to get the other two ready and set and great. So if you want to get the Arkham trilogy, if you never play Arkham, any of the Arkham games before, get Arkham Asylum and get Arkham City. Maybe hold off on Arkham Knight until they um patched it up because it's a great game I, it is absolutely great i went back and played it on a ps5 uh my ps4 version on the ps5 it is still an awesome game it's always been awesome on a ps um xbox has had issues and um pc was a, just a disaster it was one of the first games on the pc that really made the quote-unquote master race look stupid because for years on end the quote-unquote master race of PC gamers were always, you know, taunting, you know, people talking about, oh, the high resolution and frame rate and the fact that it's more powerful on, on a PC. And then they couldn't handle Arkham, you know, night and they couldn't handle other games too. There were other games that did not play well late after that. So the talk of the quote unquote master race is long gone like that, that, like subs versus dubs, this conversation should not be happening in this day and age. It's a pointless conversation to have because one, we got new game consoles that level up to PC games. The only thing you can't do on a console game is, you know, play God and mod the game. That's the only thing you can't do on a game console. And that's fine. That's not what it was meant to be anyway. Like that's all that people really stress about is just being able to mod and do some cruel things, which is, I look, it is absolutely cool to really mod to see shaggy you know in 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 like a mortal Kombat game or um or, or guilty gear or whatever like that but or or uh you know play skyrim to see you know uh macho man randy savage's head on the dragon you know what i'm saying like that's cool that's dope but like not everybody needs to i mean it's fun but like not everybody needs to do all that it's just it's extra fun that's all it is but it, it doesn't it doesn't play on the entire game experience um as long as a game is playable and stable that's all that matters and in this case arkham knight is not one of them at this moment um they got a lot of work to do on it i'm pretty sure they know they got a lot of work to do this is the same situation with uh mortal kombat one 
I will give them credit. Arkham Knight, I mean, Arkham uh, City and Arkham Asylum really did help the reputation of WB games, but they need to really finish that Arkham Knight. They need to polish it up. It needs to, it needs to be rendered better. It needs to look better. Um, in the beginning, because it's raining and all the stuff, it looks very grainy. It's hard to see things. It's hard to really, you know, get anything on there. So it's, it's going to take a little bit of, you know, patching to get that up. I think they can do it because it's only 28 gigs. Um, the game originally is 50 gigs big. So they need a massive patch for this game. And I mean massive um to, to really get this game to look and play the way we remembered it on a playstation 4. it's a really good game it's an awesome game and it just reminded me of how awesome arkham knight was and how much it evolved from you know asylum and city because of what you can do in that game and it's a, like mortal kombat 1 it's a very ambitious game because you're no longer playing in like you're playing in a bigger city than arkham city you're playing in gotham so there's like three different sections of gotham compared to city in there so yeah the, the landscape has gotten bigger so it's just going to take them time to actually do but i feel like they're going to be able to do it um i think they're going to successfully be able to do it better than netherrealm at this point and netherrealm still has to really do a lot of work on the switch version of mortal kombat and i hope that they are continuing to work on that um it look it looks better in some certain parts of that game but not as much so that's it the grade i would get for night is a b minus because it is still playability is great visually it doesn't look as good um i mean it, it does to an extent but not nearly as great as the other two games prior to um they need to fix that game and if they do it gets a higher score um it gets a higher grade if not it may actually get lower but a B minus is the is the medium between that right now. So we'll see about that. But that's my thoughts on that game. So, all right, let's get to the game award announcements, man. I'm so excited about this. Um, this was another really actually, I think this was a better year than last year. There were no impromptu interruptions on stage. Thank goodness that was okay. They, security must have been really tight this time around. Um, and I really enjoyed this. I really, really enjoyed this. I just love the fact that every year this this event gets bigger and bigger. It, it, it's it's and, and it's really celebrating like ten years of the Game Awards now, and it looks like the freaking Oscars. It just looks insane. I you know it's becoming the the, the event to be at. Like I I wish I I want to go to the Game Awards just one of these days. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never wanted to say I wanted to go to an award show, even the one that I got nominated for <laughs> back in 2016. But um, man, it is it is like it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing to see how this event has grown and how Jeff Ke Jeff Kelly may be the most successful person to come out of G4. And I'm saying like Olivia Munn will probably be the was like the famous, the most famous person to come out of G4. Not anymore. <laughs> this is no longer the case. Jeff Keighley has become the Ryan Seacrest of video games, the Dick Clark of video games, if you will. And what he's been able to do, like this is the guy who owned Game Trailers, the website. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just an amazing road that this guy is going to. And he's able to produce this. Truly a celebration of, a, of an art form that we all love. 
an art form that really helps us immerse into imagination in an imaginative world created by great artists out there. And I, I, I embrace celebrating. This is, oh man, this is one of those things that make me look back and like, I wish my road led to, you know, being in a video game world because and, and it's not the video game world is not an easy world to be in. The industry is not that it's, it's not like a wonderland, if you will. But from that, you get to be a part of some great projects and create some, and have some great experience, great learning experiences and whatnot. You work hard to make something really great. You know, I've always wanted to be involved in the video game world, but it was always hard to figure out how that road will be. And again, this goes back into a situation where at the time, being a black kid in, in, in around the way, you never saw anybody and you, technically you almost still don't, but we, we're seeing more and more diversity come out of the trenches of a, you know, um, denied, you know, society that would deny us opportunities like this. We're starting to see that inclusion coming and happening. And this tonight was also a representation of that too. Um, but you know, back then you never even thought of as a black, as a little black kid growing up, you never thought of being able to be in that industry where you could create a Mario or a Sonic or a Ryu and Ken and all that stuff, because it just, it was just systemically geared to just that, to a certain demographic. And now we're finally getting to that point. And I'm so happy to see the evolution of video gaming and the people involved. I want to keep, I, I want the inclusion to keep going and keep going and keep going. And to people of all to be celebrated for their artwork and, and diligence and, and, and creativity in this thing. So, all right, I was trying to figure out which I'm going to do first. Do I, do I talk about the winners first or do I talk about the announcements first? It was so hard. I like, I want to talk about them both, but like, I don't know. So, all right, no, we're going to go through the winners list first. Thank you, IGN, once again, for helping out with that list. Um, and I could just gather all that around. But I, again, this was a great event. It was awesome. I loved everything, the presenters, the presentation, everything. Um, we are going to start. Where can I start? Now, we're just going to start from the, from the top. Um, best indie, uh, sorry, game of the year. We're just going to start there and going down directly the same way that they have it. Game of the year went to Baldur's Gate beating out Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, if if, if Baldur's Gate 3 did not come out, chances are Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom would have definitely have won that deal. There's just no doubt. Um, but Baldur's Gate, I heard so many great things, and because of how many awards this thing, this game won, it's, it's just, I remember... The one of the game awards that I watched, the year that The Walking Dead, Telltale's The Walking Dead dominated, I was so amazed and amused by the idea that this type of game, that type of game was beating out so many other games that I ended up buying that game to see for myself. And I know the, I know the legend of Baldur's Gate. I know the legend of Baldur's Gate, but for that game to beat out Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, it intrigues me enough to be like, okay, I'm going to bow down and get this sooner or later and see the hype for it. Um, Cause I've heard so many things about this. I heard the things that you could do in this game and all of the inclusions and everything that you were involved in the game. 
and I didn't know to that extent it was that deep. And, you know, I felt the same way about, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. But again, for this to win, that's saying a hell of a lot. So, yeah, I will be eventually getting Baldur's Gate and seeing for myself what the hype is about. And um, I'm very interested in this as well. So congratulations to Baldur's Gate 3 on this award and many others that we're going to talk about. Best Game Direction goes to Alan Wake 2, beating out Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of Kingdom. Uh, also, another game. Um, you know, the game got some mixed reviews, but also it got some great accolades from, you know, appreciation for what it was able to do, especially in direction of that sense, too. So, you know, congratulations to them on that. And I also got best narrative uh, as well beating out Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy 16, and Marvel Spider-Man. Um, I'm just going to say it now. I think the biggest unfortunate thing about this awards is that Spider-Man 2 was nominated, I think, seven times and never won any one of those damn awards. I was, I, I, I was just, that's my disappointment, especially the actor award. Like, Yuri did not get that award. I was, I was so disappointed. What I was, what I wasn't disappointed about, is why is Yuri Longthorpe wearing a mask everywhere? I'm, I'm. It worries me. It worries me that he. I, have you noticed? I like every every appearance that he makes that is not at his house. He's wearing a an N95 mask everywhere he go. I'm hoping he is okay. I, granted, I know people are still. There's some people who are still you know, post COVID type of situation. I don't know if he has health issues or whatnot, but I hope he's okay. <clears throat> I just hope he's okay. Cause I remember at first I was like, he did that at the, um, what was it? It was uh San Diego comic-con. He did that like just earlier this year, a few months ago in the summer. And he was wearing a mask and I'm like, all right. Cause you know, we're just getting off. People are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable, but not everybody's doing it. But then other appearances that he was doing, he was wearing a mask too. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know whether he's actually have any immune issues or whatever like that or whatever. I just hope everything's okay with him. I love Yuri Lothal. He's a great dude. Um, I just, I, it's like he's still wearing a mask to this day. I don't know what the deal is with that. And I'm just hoping everything's fine with that. But yeah, Spider-Man 2 not getting any awards this year. I... I, you know, it's sad. It was really sad. But again, they went up against some extremely heavy hitters. Um, just to be nominated alone is still worth it. Trust me, I know. Um, it is still better than, you know, you're still being recognized as one of the best of the year because there are hundreds of games out there. There are hundreds of, you know, categories out there, hundreds of games out there to be among the list of the best. But even if you're not made as the best, it's still something to be proud of. So you're among the elite um, against amongst hundreds and hundreds, uh, hundreds of games, you know, that are played and made. So, you know, nothing, there shouldn't be anybody slightly slighted from that at all, at all. It, it really, I mean, if you put it into perspective, you're five among many and you guys are being recognized and honored. So it should be i hope that they don't feel like they've been snubbed by any stretch i don't think they've been snubbed it's just there was a lot of really freaking awesome games this year and spider-man 2 just happens to be one of them you know so it, it, there it is best art direction 
went to Alan Wake 2 going uh, up against Hi-Fi Rush, Liza Pi, Super Mario Brothers uh, Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, so there you have it there. Best score music. I was hoping I voted for this. I didn't think it was going to win, but I'm happy it did. Final Fantasy 16 was the winner for this. That score. Say anything else about that game. The score was so memorable. And every time I was in the headquarters, it just kept playing and playing like Final Fantasy music is one of is like Final Fantasy scores are some of the best in video game history bar none period. You know, you can like or not like any for any Final Fantasy game, but the music, the music, uh, musical scores, I'm sorry, I should say, are always fantastic there. And that went up against Baldur's Gate 3, Island Wake 2, High Rush, and Legend of Zelda Tears of Kingdom there. Best audio design went to Hi-Fi Rush, going up against Dead Space Remake, Island Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, Hi-Fi Rush is a Xbox exclusive in there, so like I would never be able to play that game, but I heard it was also great. So best performance, here we go. Neil Newbin from uh, of Baldur's Gate 3 won up against Yuri Lowenthal for Spider-Man 2. Um, Melina, uh, Melanie uh, LaBird for Alan Wake 2. Idris Alba for Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. He wasn't even there to present it, uh, to, to receive it anyway. Um, Cameron Monaghan, who was there uh, for Star Wars Jedi um, Survivor, which he did it awesome. Fantastic performance there. Ben Starr for um, Final Fantasy 16. All are great. All were fantastic. I just felt this was Yuri Lonthal's best performance ever. Um, but again, I got to get Baldur's Gate 3 to see if th this was true. But people loved his performance. He knocked it out of the park. So congratulations to him. Games from Impact. Uh, Tisha won up against Terra Nile. Terra Nee, Vinba, Goodbye, Volcano High. These are all indie games, by the way. Um, Chant of Sinar and A Space for the Unbound. These are categories. This is a category for the thought-provoking game with pro-social meaning and message. Um, many, uh, you know, far right will probably call it the woke category, if you will. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, best ongoing game. I was very surprised at this as well. Awarded for to game for outstanding development of ongoing content and evolves the player's experience over time. And the winner for this was Cyberpunk 2077. I was not expecting this to win because Final Fantasy 14 has been out longer. All these games, Apex Legends, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, but Cyberpunk 2077, uh, 2077 won. I was ecstatic when I, I was so surprised at this and I was very happy because CD Projekt Red's journey you know what I'm saying? Like their journey from, and they, and they said it in a speech from the very beginning at 2020 at launch, which was a disaster at the time. And they, it, I say they deserve this because one, they owned up to their mistakes. They apologized for it and said, we're going to make it better for you. And they cared. They listened to the community. They cared about the community. Think about that THQ Nordic and AEW games. They cared about, um, yeah, I'm going to mention that again when the announcements come in. <laughs> okay. Um, they cared about the community and they built a much better game and they still are. They got the new, uh, update with the trade, with the transit system and everything now. So like 
this is awesome. And Phantom Liberties was incredible. It was just incredible. So I am so happy that they got an award because they deserved it. They really, really deserved it. Um, best indie game went to CF Stars going up against Viewfinder, Dredge, Dave the Diver, and Cocoon. Um, best debut indie game when uh was won by Cocoon going up against Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venma, and Viewfinder. Best mobile game. I thought I seriously thought Final Fantasy Seven Ever Crisis is going to beat this, but Hunkai Star Rail was the winner of this going up against Ever Crisis, uh, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Monster Hunt uh, Hunter Now, and Terra Nye. Or is it Terra Neil? It's Terra Neil. And let me say, best community support went to Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I think I had no dog in this fight because I, you know, I play Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberties. I play Final Fantasy 16. I didn't play the rest of them. So I wouldn't know how much community support they had. So, but Baldur's Gate 3 won for that. Again, this is intriguing to me. It's like, okay, I got to see what the hell the big deal is about with this game. Um, and best art, best VR AR game went to Resident Evil Village going up against Horizon Call of the Mountain, uh, Humanity, Gran Turismo 7, and Synapses. Um, so there you have it. Innovation and uh, accessibility. This was an interesting one because I thought Street Fighter 6 did a really great job. Fight, uh, Mortal Kombat, not so much. Um, Spider-Man 2, I thought, did really had a really good accessibility uh, system as well. Hi-Fi Rush and Diablo 4 and uh, Forza Motorsport, which the winner went to Forza Motorsport uh, for the best innovation and accessibility there. Best action game. I knew this was going to happen. Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, uh, Rubicon 1, and the crowd win. It was very excited for that win. Um, I, I, I never played it, but I knew this was going to win. I knew because Bandai Namco went hard on that game. I mean, just the level of detail, the graphics, the visuals, um, it, it, they went really hard on that. They went up against Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. Best action adventure game. Here we go. The winner for this was Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, going up against Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Resident Evil 4, Marvel Sp uh, Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2. Now, presenter for this one was Simu Lee who had a boot on the leg <laughs> that from a, from a, uh, old man injury, he likes to call it. And he, um, he presented this and he was like, he even, he, when he announced the winner, he was like, yeah, this was no surprise. Yeah, it really wasn't. I figure Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom needs to come out with one of these awards and best action adventure game is appropriate because again, the gameplay experience in that game was just incredible. Um, I love Spider-Man 2, which I played, and I love Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, but when you play that game, you create your own story. Just like, you know, the, you know, the, war, the representatives of Nintendo said, like, you are creating your own story. Like, when somebody plays that game, and there's hundreds and thousands of people that are playing a game, no one person is playing the same game because they're going their own road. They're going their own direction. You can play the game however you want, whenever you want. You could go to any type of different stage or whatever like that, or part of the open world and play that world. You could do all sorts of things. Like it, it's not 
point A to point B. It's like you're literally doing whatever the hell you want. And therefore, you're everybody. If everybody did a journal, if everybody did a personal journal of their uh, run through or the playthrough of um, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, you will see that everybody has a different experience in their journey. You may have something that you can relate to, but it won't be the same in, in, a, in a sense of the order of how you how you went whatever you did how'd you beat it um how'd you get through one thing because there's more than one ways to get it's like it's kind of like adobe photoshop and illustrator there's so many ways to do one thing and so many tricks you could do to do one thing and then you could build constructs and all this stuff like there's so much you could do in a game so well deserved well deserved this game the category was based on the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving it met all of that. Marvel Spider-Man did not have any real puzzles to deal with, uh, nor did uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor. I don't know about Alan Wake. I know Resident Evil 4 did not have any type of puzzles like that. You know, it's just you got to survive <laughs> in some form or fashion. Best RPG went to Baldur's Gate going up against Final Fantasy 16, Liza P, Sea of Stars, Starfield. Um, I've only played Final Fantasy 16, but I even I know that wasn't the best RPG. It was a great action RPG. It was a fun action RPG, but not it didn't have any any type of depth that you would see in the other game. So I knew that wasn't going to win, but it was I'm glad it was nominated at least. Here is the category that would have really depending on how the winner, who, who the winner was. I would have just shut down a whole damn thing. Best fighting game. There's absolutely no way that this game should uh, would have lost. It shouldn't have lost Street Fighter six one for best fighting game going up against pocket bravery nintendo i'm sorry nickelodeon all-star brawl 2 which literally just came out like a few weeks prior to this gotta rock and of all things mortal kombat 1 you know why because mortal kombat 1 screwed up mortal kombat 1 we talked about this before they had legs to stand on i was worried i played street fighter 6 loved it but then i watched mortal kombat 1 to see what they were doing and see the hype of this game and i'm like okay visually this looks awesome they look like they they street fighters throne maybe take it for the first time against mortal kombat mortal kombat has never really taken the throne from street fighter mortal kombat 1 should have been that game that took the throne from street fighter and because of the launch of the switch version they dropped the ball on that and that's their fault. Street Fighter Six deservingly won that category as it should. It from start to finish, it is not. It, I mean, it's like there were like I, you know my review of it. If you haven't seen my review, heard my review of it, go check out my review um, of that game. But it just did not disappoint. There were so many thing, great things coming out of it, and I hope we get more. Please give us an ex, a story expansion, please. 2024 i want to see a story ex expansion um you know a more elaborate storytelling of what the situation was especially with jp it, it just needs to be fleshed out more but otherwise just a great fun experience especially the fact that you create your own character to be to traverse through the city and all this stuff to metro city and it's just great it's just absolutely fun so congratulations to still the king of the fighters okay best family game went to super mario brothers wonder um well deserved to be honest um i played the game i enjoyed it i actually enjoyed the multiplayer function of this too um i think it is a great game to play single 
as well as multiplayer. It's a great family game. You can play as all four characters. You feel like you're playing both Super Mario 2, but also you're playing Super Mario World at the same time in this whole new environment. You got talking flowers now. Um, shout out to my man, Jay uh, Nixon, who keeps thinking that this game is based on, you know, hot getting high but he has some legs to stand on in that because you know mushrooms and flowers talking and all types of things yeah let's maybe some little bit of drug references from here but nonetheless best sports racing game went to forza motorsport going up against ea sports fc 24 f1 23 hot wheels unleashed to turbocharge and crew motorfest so congratulations to them best sim strategy game went to pikmin 4 going up against fire emblem engage city uh company of heroes city skylines advanced wars one plus reboot camp so shout out to nintendo once again for make, getting it going there best multiplayer game baldur's gate 3 won this game going up against diablo 4 party animals street fighter 6 and uh super mario brothers wonder Again, I got to play this game and figure out what the hell, why I got that ordered all, but congratulations to them once again. They just dominated tonight. You know, there's always one that dominates tonight. Content creator of the year went to Iron Mouse winners going up against People Make Games, Quackity, uh, Sprint, and Cyber PK. Okay, this is the part I'm going to skip. I'm going to just, because I'm not into this part of the game, but best esport athletes go to Lee Faker Sang uh, Hyuk. So congratulations to him. Esport coach goes to Christian Potter. Chi winners go there. I'm, I'm speeding this up the way Jeff Keighley would does in awards. <laughs> like these are the ones we just want to push them out. Best esport game Valorant, uh, which is actually interesting because League of Legends usually is the one everybody you know, usually wins. So Valorant won that. Best esport team goes to JD Gamers. Congratulations to them. Most anticipated game. No doubt in anybody's mind. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth gets to win for that. Going up against, I mean, granted, all these games are highly anticipated. Hades 2, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, um, Star Wars Outlaws, if it ever comes out, Tekken 8. But no doubt in anybody's mind. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth absolutely gets that win for that. Best Adaptation. This was another great category here because we're celebrating the adaptation some of the best adaptations of video game uh tv shows and movies that we've seen ever it took us so long to get this point like if you timeline the original super mario brothers movie to the recent super mario brothers movie now that's how long it's been since we've been getting we had to wait to get some actual really great video game adapt live adaptations and of course you don't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious of who won this the last of us beat out the Mario Super Mario Brothers movie, which was awesome. Twisted Metal, which was the, one of the biggest surprises of this year. Gran Turismo, which is a movie I still got to go check out. And Castlevania Nocturne, which was absolutely excellent. Absolutely. I love that one actually probably better than the uh, original. And that's saying a lot. The first um, the first series of Castlevania was fantastic. Annie Sankar, you know, you're crazy. You're eccentric, but you're a genius. Kudos to you, my man. For that one um player's voice this was the uh 100 voted by the fans and baldur's gate 3 won that you guys have convinced me i'm going to jump on that game soon beating cyberpunk 2077 genshin impact 
Marvel's Spider-Man 2 and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, again, these are some heavy hitters right there. So that is the categories that went down for tonight. I honestly, I have, I have no issue. I have absolutely no issue with any of the winners at all. Even though I would have loved for Spider-Man 2 to get something out of this. Um, they were going up against some really heavy hitters in every category that they were a part of. So I have no issue with any. I think this year they got it right, especially in the fighting game category. Like there's no way Street Fighter 6 should have lost. There's no way Mortal Kombat should have won. No way. Um, yes, they should have got nominated because, you know, despite the idea of the switch not living up to the hype that they did you still had um you still had you know to work with um what is that other one you know the, the playstation 5 and the xbox uh series x and s which did play really good on there um this has some issues with online issues and connectivity and all this stuff but other than that it was still a solid single player experience um they they did announce that they were doing a DLC expansion, which we knew they were going to do, and it's going to be awesome. They claim, which I think they I absolutely don't have no doubt in my mind it will be, but they need to fix that Switch version first. Like I don't mind playing the Mortal Kombat version on a deal, but like we got to look. I haven't even bought the the um, season pass for the PlayStation Five because I need them to fix that Switch version first. I actually I bought the PlayStation Five version. But I'm like, this is my former protest. You, I, I love Netherrealm, but they need to get that right. So other than that, I look, I have no issues, quarrels with any of the um, the nominations and wins tonight. I thought they were all appropriate. They got it right this year. They, they did a lot better than what they did last year. So, all right, let's take a break right now. Come back and we're going to talk about all the announcements that went on at the Game Awards as well. There were some explosive ones, including one that comes out next week for free and we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is Dak Xavier Josiah the host of ACMG presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is Miley Flanagan the voice of Naruto this is Stephanie Shea the voice of Sailor Moon this is Ruben Langdon the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry hey there this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter 5 this is Chris Battle character designer of Teen Titans Go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! we are back with our second half of the game awards highlight show and we're going to talk about the world premiere games that were announced last night and there were a lot of them as always and some of them were great but other ones were groundbreaking epic if you will in its uh arrival and we're going to talk about it all from the top to bottom because the top was great but the bottom was even greater and one in particular there were two actual let me rephrase that there were two 
big announcements that were happening very soon. Uh, but we'll get down to that when it comes. Let's start with the last announcement that came about last night. And Capcom announced that Monster Hunter Wilds is coming in 2025. A brand new Monster Hunter game. Looks like in a very open world environment here. I don't know if this was in-game cutscenes or in-game footage, but it looks awesome. It looks fantastic. And it looks like they're looking to do something bigger than they ever did before. So that is coming in 2025 for PlayStation 5, PC, and Xbox Series X. So looking forward to that. One of the biggest announcements, you know, if you know anything about Jeff Keighley and the Game Awards, one of the his favorite things to do is give high praise to his idol and, and he's not alone in this there's a lot of people who idolize this guy there he deserves it it's none other than hideo kojima who made his return to the game awards but not without a huge announcement and it wasn't death stranding a new project is coming in the form of a new game i believe exclusive to xbox known as od it is going to star a lot of well-known names such as uh sophia lily uh lillis hunter uh schaefer uh udo kier and he didn't come alone first of all they gave him this awesome presentation of him coming out this door you know they they made a whole stage presentation for hideo kojima that's how big deal and legendary hideo kojima is okay <laughs> hey I, nobody who's been presented tonight got a more lavish entrance than he did but he didn't come alone because he came out with another legendary figure this generation's alfred hitchcock if you will none other than the man himself jordan pill joined him on stage and i loved what they did with this they came out with the um us theme music and surprised everybody nobody knew he was out here coming let alone they knew he was going to be working with hideo kojima um they talked about this project od that they're going to come out as part movie and part video game so it's like a collaboration project but hideo is also going to be working with other people but i think the biggest one right now um uh, that they're right now is jordan pill they haven't announced it. they're keeping that a secret but they're going to be announcing that soon but this is said to be a game changer situation for uh xbox and hideo kojima so like this is huge this is really huge that you know xbox is getting an exclusive because he's been looking out for playstation for quite some time and yeah i thought he was i, th I actually thought he was I, I think a lot of people thought that he was exclusive to playstation and that's not the case uh kojima is working with xbox this time around on something that just looks very intriguing and then jordan pill is going to be along with this you got my attention. So that was one of the big ones. Here is the other biggest announcement that got everybody excited. I remember I watched this last night. I replayed this last night. I stayed up for like at least an hour to get the first half of the awards in so I could do this show today. And I'm glad I did, but I might've woken up my wife or so the people about this announcement because it was a trailer that showed that, that just showed a very familiar looking environment, but in a long hunt, we saw Kratos and I'm thinking, holy crap, this is a, this is the God of War expansion. The rumored God of War expansion is coming out. Not only was it the God of War expansion announced, this is the part that got me. Thank you, PS Studios. 
Thank you, Santa Monica Games, because ladies and gentlemen, not only is this DLC known as God of War Ragnarok Valhalla coming next week on December 12th, just four days away, not only is it coming, but for those who already bought God of War Ragnarok, we are getting this DLC for free. And this is supposed to be a brand new roguelike genre adventure. Very separately played. It's supposed to get gameplay supposed to be very uh, slightly different from what we played in the last two games. And it's a whole new experience infused in the God of War combat. And it's free. And it's coming next week. Do you know how many things are coming out next week? <laughs> okay. We got that. We got Yu Yu Hakusho that's coming out. There's going to be so much awesomeness next week. Tis the season, people. Thank you, PS Games. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, PS Studios. Thank you, Santa Monica. This is awesome. And they literally said, this is a gift. This is a gift to all of the gamers who supported them from the jump this is our gift to you thank you i am i i'm, I'm so happy i'm so happy right now so that is awesome that the crowd went crazy over this okay this was fantastic news right here also fantastic news coming from arcane studios they surprised us with a hell of a trailer that showed some dude at a barbershop getting his haircut. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. What the hell is this? And they're in London. All of a sudden, something's going on outside. My man that's getting a haircut gets his, you know, he, he gives the guy, he gives, first, first of all, I need to go where you could get a haircut for $20 because that's old school. I haven't gotten a haircut for $20 in ages because my whole thing involves a whole entire type of presentation now. So, but that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, seriously, I need to find a place you can get a haircut for only $20 now. I'll pay like $60 for my haircut. That's with the tip, too. So, but nonetheless, he spotted my man the money for the haircut and he went on. Turns out the guy getting the haircut was none other than freaking Blade, who is getting his own game courtesy of Arcane Studios. This is supposed to be a single player, third person game that is coming in i believe 2025 or 24 i actually did they give the i don't think they actually give they gave an actual date for it yet but we are expect to see it and see more of it coming soon this was awesome i had no idea a blade game was coming out this is a great surprise for everybody who is fans of marvel and other fans of fans of blade i gotta look up arcane studios to see what they have done before this because i don't believe i have let me see what they have done Prior to this, Arcane Studios known for Redfall, Prey, Dishonored, uh, Def oh Deathloop. That uh, no wonder that it does look a little little bit of Deathloopish. So yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'm down with this. Either way, Deathloop was a really great game. So, um, whew, this is gonna be awesome. I am so looking forward to this. Let me tell you. So, a Blade third person single player experience. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Another huge announcement coming from Sega. Five, they didn't just give you one, they give you five new games in development. They're all classic games being revamped in for the modern era. Um, that is including 
a brand new jet set radio that looks freaking fantastic it looks awesome it looks very modern the cell shading has i mean everything about that game the game was one of the first games to do the cell shading art style um and everybody got on that kick right after that but now they it looks so much better it's this this new ver the, the new character design for this it looks stupid awesome so i am definitely looking forward to that shinobi is making a comeback a 2d side scrolling hand-drawn shinobi it looks fantastic golden axe is coming in three in 3d single player third person form um that looks fantastic as well streets of rage is coming back the original streets of rage is coming back in 3d form as well and the return of crazy taxi and apparently there's there, that's just five of the games that they announced but they're sega is looking to make a comeback and revamp a lot of their game titles it's not about sonic it's not about you know like a dragon they're trying to bring back more they're really making a comeback here i'm extremely excited about this no dates on uh on on, the, on when the games are going to arrive but they're just saying we're we're making a comeback and very soon so stay tuned um embarks the finals is now available so they uh put that out there as well so that was uh pretty much a shadow drop in this case no man's sky developer uh announced a new game a very new ambitious game called um shows light uh, off uh off light wait light no fire that's the name of the game but it looks incredible and if you've been a fan of no man's sky and their journey uh their 10-year journey you know of that ongoing game that again another we talked about cd project red hello games had a journey with no man's sky like it was it was like they could have just gave up on that game a long time ago because it didn't live up and people were pissed off but to the gamers that stuck with them they never let them down they that game is so much better than ever according to you know gamers that have played and it's still ongoing and people are still playing it and now there will be a new game called light no fire that will be out for new people to experience something else so they were very nervous announcing this like he was it was like they noted they, they the ptsd that they went through from no man's sky is like okay we're doing this again uh just please believe in us just believe in us okay so that's coming out very uh that's in the works right now so then we get another big surprise courtesy of square enix if you loved Final Fantasy 16, where well, there's a lot more Final, uh, Final Fantasy 16 to uh, go with, including two expansion packs that is coming out, one of which is out right now. They shadow drop uh, Echo of the Fallen, and I am looking forward to that. I have officially downloaded that right now. And here's another thing that I love about this. This expansion was only 10 bucks. Thank you square enix no thanks to you thq nordic and aew games i'm just going to put that out there right now for that and the fact that we got a free dlc from um from santa monaco and ps studios for god of war a game way better than fight forever sorry <laughs> i'm just saying final fantasy 16 way better than fight forever and they given us more. 
you know, you got one DLC that's giving us for free and then another one is not even charging us that much for probably a few hours of a couple hours of uh, awesome experience, great visuals, great gameplay and a little bit more options. I'm all for it. Rising Tide is the other expansion that will be coming and that's coming in uh, spring of 2024. So I have officially by the time I finish this game, I've redownloaded that. So I'm looking forward to that. And I love all this because between Batman, the Batman Arkham trilogy, and now this, I am keeping my mind away from all of this until the new Spider-Man, you know, um, you know, new game plus comes out because you know it's coming. Also, I should add, this was not mentioned before because we're not doing a newsworthy show, but I'm just going to enter this real quick. Um, like a Dragon, Gaiden is getting an English dub. Uh, I am all for this. I loved that game and I'm looking forward to the English dub. We're going to hear Kiryu in all English in here. We heard him before. Uh, there were some mixed reviews of his voice in there, probably because of the karaoke part, but I'm not knocking that. But if you do a, the actor, the voice actor for the English dub went and did, he did a comparison of the english version that he does with the japanese version they actually do sound very similar so i am and when i heard that i'm like okay i'm all for this i'm definitely all for this i heard both they do sound very similar and um i'm cool with it so it's coming out very soon uh probably they said it in this month so i'm thinking if not next week probably the week after but yeah i'm gonna replay the whole entire game again um Hopefully, maybe if they do new, new game plus two, that would be great help. So I won't have to start all over completely with the English dub, but that would be cool. So I'm looking forward to replaying that in English again. I, I just that's awesome. I because I didn't expect them, and if they didn't, even if they didn't, I wouldn't mind it at all because I don't mind um, reading the subtitles and all this stuff. And I, you know, the the Japanese, you know, audio sounds good. I don't know if you, I don't no fluid Japanese to consider whether I know if it's actually really good performances or not, but at least I know what the hell they're saying during the entire process. So there you have it from there. All right. Rise of the Ronin is another title that is coming out soon. Uh, March 22nd, 2024, uh, officially coming to the PlayStation five. I don't know if it's also coming out on Xbox, but sometimes they announce that things are coming exclusively to one thing, but we learn later that they're coming out for others. But this is a project that Team Ninja's making. So that brought my uh, curiosity um, even more. Team Ninja, of course, you know, and Koi Tecmo, known for Ninja Gaiden. So now this is more or less a summarized tale in that form. Um, my thing is like, okay, I love Ninja Gaiden. It was very, it was quite challenging. Um, I wonder if they're going to keep that Ninja Gaiden vibe with it. Or just because I want to enjoy the story of this too. So let's see what they do with this. It looks fantastic, but it's coming out in 2024. We'll see how that goes. Skull and Bones release date revealed as well. Uh, February 16th, 2024. Um, so there's, you know, after a half a dozen delays, according to IGN, this is finally, we're finally getting one for that. So for those who were anticipating that, that's coming uh, very, very soon. Uh, Lost Records, Bloom and Rage is the next game of the life strange creator done not don't not so uh lost records bloom and rage looks very interesting you see these teenagers in a band and they 
see this portal where people got lost and then it's like years later and they're you know they're looking they're, i guess they're looking for friends and whatnot it's from the people who made uh creators of life is strange and when you look at it i thought it was like another life is strange um you know uh game coming out but it's coming out next year it looks very interesting very narrative strong beautiful detailed uh character design in there so looking forward to that i again i love seeing inclusion in a lot of these games that we're seeing here so this is another one life is strange has always been about inclusion and very great storytelling i love the life is strange game that i got to play recently uh, a while back and um it's just really great the really really great storytelling okay me being the anime fan of course and the dragon ball fan i was very happy to finally see the trailer of this new dragon ball fighting game in the in the um budokai takeshi series um my god this game looks insane like is you you look at all the games that, that um bandai namco has come out for dragon ball already um you know xenoverse was awesome we got dragon ball fighters that was visually phenomenal and we're like can we get any farther with arc system works with this yeah they can and they did this dragon ball uh new fighter known as sparkling uh sparking zero it looks like it takes it even further it looks insane the animation the visuals it looks hyper like high speed impact it looks incredible they didn't give a, a release date as to when this is coming out but i am absolutely getting this game when it comes out we see goku and vegeta in uh super saiyan blue form going up against uh frieza and by the way um i forgot let me respectfully get his name because he passed away um where is it yeah christopher uh Ayers looks to be his voice is going to be reoccurring in this game as frieza it, to my now it, it sounded like him i could be wrong they could have found somebody else to voice that but it sounds like his voice it sounds like that they're, they're reprising his voice or some form of fashion on there but it was great day and i think it is him because they wouldn't have used him and it had to voice for apparently no reason also they had brawly on there as well which i believe is johnny on bosch not um not uh oh god i forgot the name it sucks that i forgot his name um but johnny on bosch is taking over for the voice of brawly so i'm pretty sure that was his voice in there as well but it is coming it looks awesome and uh it's not budokai takeshi but it's in the, it's in the series it was pre previously teased as that but now it's known as sparking zero but it's gonna be in that you know format so looking forward to that fortnite uh they of course they already announced this the rocket league uh expansion is coming out tomorrow or today right now it's out right now so that's going in um the developers of ori moon studios is coming out with a game called no rest for the wicked it looks absolutely fantastic it looks like in that ori type of art uh style in involved as well um coming out for the playstation 5 xbox series xs and pc coming out first quarter of 2024 very diablo like if you will uh so action rpg like so get ready for that bioware also brought uh, bust out something really awesome um a game starring matthew mcconaughey and matthew mcconaughey surprised everybody with his appearance as he um announced exodus 
reveal uh which was a um game that's coming out uh basically it's a sci-fi rpg that he's starring in and it's taking him to a journey where he's going through this you know hyperspeed light speed adventure which takes him every day that he lives in light speed it's 10 years more than the people that he's able to be with and they he's traversing through all sorts of you know adventures and everything from this he's trying to get back he wants to get back to the person that he loves it was it, it seems like an endearing story being told and uh matthew mcconaughey's a part of, of this uh new game and adventure uh, again rest in peace to roger ebert man but like oh i wish he was still alive to see how wrong he was in this you wrote an entire an entire like essay article editorial on how video games is not art yet we now have jordan peele one of the most and he wasn't alive to see what jordan peele did okay we got matthew mcconaughey we got timothy charlemagne we got simu lee we got anthony mackie all these people they're now involving themselves in some form of video game continuity whether it be the actual video games itself or it's a live adaptation pedro pascal if roger eber was to see the last of us i think he i i i would argue if roger ebert was still alive he would have to he would have to he would absolutely have to go back on everything he said in that article his article is exactly what's wrong with people talking about marvel comics to this day he is he was wrong about that and these people that are trying to get at superhero movies are wrong about that as well they are a form of cinema they do matter to people there is some story to be told this one-dimensional minded philosophy that they're doing is absolutely wrong art is everything and you can't dictate what is considered art or not nobody can you could not like it but you can't say that it's not art you every art is about preference as well but everybody has their own preference art is freedom you cannot tell me that video games is not art and the game awards has proven that by having all these people announce they're part of this game keanu reeves in cyberpunk idris alba in cyberpunk by roger ebers logic the game awards wouldn't exist in all of these opportunities for actors to be in the video game industry to do exactly what they do in movies and give us the same quality of entertainment and imagination that you see in these movies. Couldn't be more wrong, Mr. Ebert. But rest in peace to you as well. We also got an announcement by Big uh by uh, a game called Big Walk. And it's an untitled game, I guess. It's uh one of those it's a definitely looks like an indie game uh by Goose Game. Uh, an unentitled Goose Game. I don't understand this one. This was a one of those artsy type of games again artsy <laughs> coming in 2025 a game for um i probably won't be playing but it's out there this is it's something for everybody out there from i believe the game developers known as house house i believe so there you have it 
So we also have another game called Kimori, which looks absolutely freaking fantastic. Um, I, it looks pretty fantastic. Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous game. Looks like a independent project. Um, you know, from a first, it looks third person as an action game. Um, no idea when that's coming out, but it's in the works. Dead by Daylight spinoff has been announced too. The casting of Frank Stone. Very creepy looking game. <laughs> it, it's from the Dead by Daylight series. So if you're into that series, it's, you know, there's something coming out soon. It's a new story based on Dead by Daylight universe. So basically a, a definite spinoff that is being worked on now. A new Jurassic Park game coming called Jurassic Park Survival by Saber Interactive. Same Saber Interactive that has worked on the Mortal Kombat switch version yeah there you have for that uh so that's being in the works um it's it, apparently it's a revival of a of the plans for the canceled game uh according to ign so we'll see how that goes from there it actually looked really good though i will say it looked really the trailer it didn't it, i it, the, the cgi trailer looked really good i that definitely didn't look like in-game um footage or in-game cutscene at all so we'll see um I'm very happy for this announcement from Square Enix. A new mana game is coming out. You know, if you like Trials of Mana, uh, the original game, the remake, all that. A brand new 3D mana game is coming out in the form of Visions of Mana. Um, if you like Trials of Mana, I think you're going to love this. This looks absolutely awesome. And that looked like in-game um, footage as well as in-game, uh, you know, um, gameplay or, or cinematic scenes as well um this looks awesome it looks beautiful vibrant glowing saturated colors and hair and you know great color palette going all around this game um character design is what you expect from the mana series uh it looks awesome it's coming out for the playstation 5 playstation 4 series um uh, i'm sorry playstation 4 series x and s of xbox and pc i won't be surprised if this will probably eventually come out on a switch at some point either pending if the switch is not working on a new platform because at this point yeah there's a lot of uh 3d there's a lot of uh you know high grade you know um portable games handheld games that are coming out now with pc level you know quality so yeah i think this is going to be nintendo's time to start working on a new platformer one that can level up to these because it, it's even funny because they were giving away steam decks uh oleds last night and that new one that really basically is a ripoff of the switch but you can play pc games in there as well so it's time for nintendo to be the end of the kings of innovation again and uh give us something new but better and i hope that they do I hope that they can live up to that because they are the reason why the Steam Deck is even out and these other ones are out, but we need something more affordable. And that's the problem with these new game decks is that they're like, they're the new Neo Geos. They're not affordable, but, and, and, and not only that, the quality of life is still not there yet. The battery life for those games are still questionable and there's some other things that are a little bit questionable um one of them has a windows os the other one has a steam os and if you want a windows os that you can modify and do whatever the hell you want for that then yes you could do that but look i just want to play games on the game i don't want to have to really reconfigure it to do whatever stupid thing that these pc gamers are doing with these things but i just want to play to play so 
we'll see how that goes when it comes down the line for there. Uh, Joseph, let me see. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons remake has been revealed. So that's coming out. Joseph Ferris um, is coming as, you know, the creative lead on co-op games like Take Two and uh, Way Out. And this one's coming out February uh, 28th, 2024 for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PC, all for us to play. So it looks pretty good, though. Um, Den of Wolves has been announced by former uh, Payday developer as well. Uh, they, we got to see a little bit of what that was about. And um, that is in the works right now. No release date, of course. Black Myth. Wukong has a release date. That game looks awesome, but I'm kind of scared of this game. Not because of how it looks. It looks stunning. But so did Wulong. Um, you know, uh, what is that game that I played that I hated? <laughs> I think it's Wulong uh, that I played. And it was like, it was beautiful, but it was they, it was like a, a, a Dark Souls game. And I'm not a fan of those uberly hard dark souls or you know games like that i need this game to be fun i want to play this game but i don't want it to be like give us a choice allow us to choose the way we want to play it i don't want to be forced into playing something so hard it i just i want i'm a leisure play i mean i'm a leisure gamer i play to ease my mind i don't play to get challenged not anymore there's no incentive honestly there's no incentive for me to play for challenge you know for a complete extreme challenge i should say there's a certain level of challenge i don't mind but like i'm more invested in the storytelling and the character design and storytelling of a game more than i am the challenge of a game there are two types of gamers out there there's gamers that just like to you know be challenged because they don't have any other challenges in life i guess i don't know it's <laughs> just joking but there's people who like me who are like invested in the narrative and the character design of it as well so i would like to enjoy the story of it if there is a story to be enjoyed allow us to enjoy it and i hope that this is it so i'll keep my eye on this but i, I it just gives me wulong and dark souls and eden uh elden ring vibes so i don't know um this was very heartwarming this announcement here tales of Kinzera looks so good. Um, Kinzera Zoo, which is coming out April 23rd, 2024. It is developed from e it's being uh coming from EA Originals. And um it's a it's a really beautiful looking 2D side-scrolling game um from Silver Rain Games, and I believe it's developed by the culture, if you will. Um, and it's about the culture. And it was, the, I forgot the presenter that came out because he was a actor who voiced, I believe he's been a part of other games as well. But he did this along with his father who passed away. And it was a very heartwarming scene that there. And the fact that this game is inclusively, you know, you know, with black people in there. And it's a fantasy-based side, 2D side scroll. It looks stunning. I am more than willing and ready to support this game. It looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to reviewing this game when it comes out. Rise of the Golden Idol was revealed as well. Uh, it's coming to Steam, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox, and Switch. No date was announced for that. A Dusk Falls also announced coming March 7th, 2024 for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Um, and... 
this looks like a narrative based thriller coming out so look forward to that um last sentinel looks awesome last sentinel uh, it was a narrative focused open world game from lightspeed studios and it looked absolutely bad badass talking like um sci-fi version of um john wick if you will it's a female heroine so get ready for all you uh adolescent fam uh fanboy haters out there this looks badass keep my eye on it check it out uh zinla zone zero this is a this looks like a freemium game that's coming out for the pc and uh, mac uh which is coming out in 2024 looks absolutely fantastic uh space marine 2 is coming also and has been announced with a release date of september 9th 2024 this is part of the warhammer 4000 series so this is an expansion to that mecha break uh we get a really awesome trailer i thought this game honestly i thought this game was zone of enders <laughs> it looks very zone of enders like it looks fantastic it's a beautiful looking mech game um which is coming out no announcement i don't believe it announced what system is coming out for but it's a multiplayer mech sci-fi game and uh I'm gonna keep my eye on that because I, I do like a mech game every once in a while, especially if the mech design looks really awesome, uh, which is why I don't like playing Armor Core because even though the game, that game is dope and I Armor, game, Armor Core games has been dope for years for its technicality and complexity. And, and but the mech designs to me never lived up. Like I'm, I love, I grew up on Transformers. So I've always loved the Transformer mech design of them and also gundam and other you know mech designs very elaborate beautifully stunning you know i guess you could say couture <laughs> like designs of a whatever what a mech robot should look like this is this intrigued me looking at that because when i say it looked like zone of enders that was intriguing for me enough so uh i'm keeping my eye on that one too uh, the first Descendant was also uh, announced to uh, looks like a very open world sci-fi third person uh, looter shooter about combat, uh, apparently. Um, and that's coming out summer of 2024. Didn't say for I guess it's coming out for multi uh, platforms as well. Um, the first Berserker. Beautifully drawn, cartoony, anime-esque looking game, which is coming out for PlayStation, Xbox and PC uh and, and is, which is in the works so it's coming soon supernatural adventure uh is uh coming out with a game called usual uh useful joan which beautiful looking game beautiful looking game female black heroine in this um looks pretty awesome i think it's like a action adventure game as well very cell shaded uh you know art style if you will and keep my eye on that one too looks pretty awesome uh, we also got Pony Island 2 Panda Circus Reveal that's coming out as well. No release date for that yet. Um, a beautiful kind of Pixar-ish looking game. It's uh, called Harmonium, the musical. So I guess you look for out for a musical narrative, probably rhythm based. I don't know. Game is going to be uh, coming to the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I don't know if it's coming out for the, uh, it looks like an exclusive to the Game Pass or Xbox, if you will. Uh, but 10 year old Filipino American, uh, music musician, uh, who becomes, became deaf at a young age. So there's the story It's a little beautiful, uh, young girl heroine, if you will, is going to be starting in that. So, uh, we have windblown 
which is revealed by Dead Cell Studios Motion Twin. Um, it looks really cool. I think I saw this before, uh, a trailer for this a while, a long time ago. Um, but it looks really cool. It's no date for that as of yet. Uh, we also get Thrasher that has also been announced too that, um, for the PC and it's coming out next year as well. World of Goo 2 coming as well. Um, let me see. No release date for that I'm seeing here, but it is a sequel to the first game if people play that. So you got that. Arc Knights Infield, another anime-esque, uh, an not anime-esque, it is an anime action RPG game that's coming out. It looks like uh, another kind of Genshin Impact type of title that is coming out. We also get another fresh look at the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, I've already gave my thoughts on the beta trailer, which was a lot of fun. Looking forward to this, but they still haven't really clarified is this going to be a single player. They, they definitely did clarify that this is going to be a not a online dependable game because people I'm so happy for the gaming community finally being a voice out there for people. We don't want a online reliant game, especially not from Rocksteady. Okay. So this game looks awesome. I want it to be single player campaign on air. Uh, it could be multiplayer as well, but do, or go, do the ghost system or whatever like that. But I want this to be playable offline. I don't want my gameplay to be, you know, taken off because your servers are down or, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or, or like my internet has stopped. But I can still play the game. Like I need to have that connectivity in there, or especially for a game like this. And it looks awesome. It played awesome in there. So we'll see. Ready or not is coming December 13th next week. Version 1.0. So that's coming next week. Honkai Star Um Rail has also been announced as well. And that is coming. Um, I think is a brand new trailer for that that was announced. Uh, no other information for that. GTFO final chapter has been announced as well so that's another one uh asgard wrath 2 is coming uh december 15th that is next week i believe as well yes that is next a week from today uh, as of in fact starcraft uh is coming out with a uh starcraft like game i should say uh according to igm is uh stormgate oh yeah that game I did remember seeing that game. It looked, that game looked awesome. That was the game featuring Simu uh, Lee in there. So that was that game right there. By the way, did I even mention, speaking of celebrities, I never mentioned this on the other the first half, but um, one of the presenters just happened to be the voice of Kratos, the new Kratos, I should add, um, or old Kratos, I should add, uh, Christopher Judge, okay? Why does dude, he, he, you never know what the hell that dude is going to do at the game awards, but he threw some nasty shade at call of duty because here's the deal last year. He was, he won his award for his performance, but he was also known for having the longest speech in the game Awards, about like eight minutes. And this year they made sure they did a great job to try to cut everybody short and everybody did a fairly good job uh, overall in doing that. But Christopher judge, Boy, did he put a jab. He threw a lot of shade on Call of Duty's uh, campaign last year, saying that his speech last year was longer than um, this year's Call of Duty campaign. And boy, that was, they didn't, luckily 
the game awards did not throw a camera at the I, did they i don't know but he 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 that was a hell of a jab that was a hell of a jab but ladies and gentlemen that was all of the announcements from this year's game awards and that was everything from this year's game awards highlighting all of what happened there i gotta say i very much enjoyed this year's game awards credit to jeff keely and the entire team that he had working on this i thought they another great great uh an event this year thoroughly enjoyed it i'm glad i got a chance to rewatch everything and the surprises that came out this year was so awesome i mean i'm about to go play final fantasy 16 uh echoes of the fallen or whatever it was called as soon as i finish this episode we got god of war coming next week so i got some new games that i'm going to talk about in the coming weeks people so stay tuned for that um what a what a great christmas gift for me <laughs> for this show if you will so stay tuned for that but folks that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed the highlight show uh i really enjoyed talking about it i really enjoyed enjoying it i really enjoy all of you who take the time to listen to this show and every show that we got which by the way you could talk you before i even do the plugs this sunday i am going to give my thoughts on the iron claw because i got a chance to see it early and if you're a wrestling fan you definitely want to hear what i got to say about this if you're a hardcore wrestling fan a passionate wrestling fan a historian uh if you will of the wrestling industry and you know about the von erics this is not only a movie i think wrestling fans should enjoy and see i think this is a movie almost everybody should see especially those who are skeptic about what goes on i mean the wrestler did kind of show a lot of things but this is involving a true life story of the von erics and one that wrestling fans knew about for a long time but i think everybody needs to watch and learn about the von eric family and the legacy but also the tragedy of that family it's one of the most legendary stories in wrestling history from one of the most popular families in wrestling history and in texas and in texas area man like um man oh i can't wait to talk about this so stay tuned for that and all the news that is going on in our world of our favorite fandoms but again if you like this episode and every episode of acmg presents talk time live please go to our official website at talktimelive.com that is where you can check out all of our pre our current episodes including this one our previous episodes our whole entire archive is there you could go into the podcast page there's a search engine any particular review of a movie or video game that i've ever had is there along with audio episodes of my interviews with some of the people that you know within your favorite fandoms um you can also check out the recent video interviews that i had with those as well most of the recent interviews dating back to 2020 are have uh, evolved into both video and audio so if you're on a road if you're on at work in the office and you need to hear a really cool interview from some of your favorites in the world of your favorite fandoms you can check it out on audio but if you want to watch everything you can watch videos that's from you know amanda c miller the voice of barto and sailor jupiter that i just worked on and uh talked with her recently molly flanagan my good friend who is the voice of Nar uh, naruto and she's also in other projects as well um uh what is it the, the, the new show that she has on um adult swim uh that she's on as well i'm blanking out but you know she's on air as well 
she's doing that and they're doing a second season of that series too um so you got that my man jeffrey thorne who is like a writer producer showrunner for a lot of your favorite shows also actor as well um ernie arnie roth the con the con uh the conductors of the final fantasy uh of adr music and does a lot of the final fantasy music goes on tour and does all that as well my good friend uh, Danielle Kennedy, actor, you've most seen her on Day Shift recently. Uh, you know, she was the vampire granny that was beating up on uh, Jamie Foxx as well. I mean, so many people. Sam Valley, pay attention to that name if you're a wrestling fan next year. Sam Valley is somebody that you want to pay attention to. They're working on Ultra Pro Wrestling. And uh, man, man, I, I somehow got to get him back on because the footage that I have for that video, I might have to read vamp that video if i don't get them back on because the video footage that they have now is far and away the video footage that they did before and of course my good man kyle Abair, uh the voice of gohan the voice of ryu from street fighter congratulations once again because his game won uh best fighting game of the year deservedly so and brian o'halloran you know just to name a few you know dante from uh clerks just to name a few people that i have on this show uh, on this show and interviewed uh, it's all there. Go out of your way, check it out. It's awesome. Trust me when I tell you, you won't be disappointed in the list of people. We also got blogs as well. Peter Cullen Q and A. Um, you know Robert Kirkman. I got footage from all that on the, on the blog side of things. So go out of your way, check that out. Amongst other things that I have on there as well, footage from New York Comic Con and everything. So lots of things to check out on uh, on the TalkTimeLive.com website. But if you want to subscribe. If you are a fan of audio podcasts and you want to subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platform, we are everywhere podcasts are played. That includes Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, you name it, we are there. Check us out, support us, represent us. That's what we're here for. And all of it is free. So, you know, enjoy that. Enjoy it. At least for now. <laughs> so um go anyway check it out it is all there so stay tuned for that more and there's things in the works right now that i'm involved with i don't know what's going to happen but i'm there's going to be i'm in talks with some things that are you know in the zeitgeist of both my favorite fandoms in the world of wrestling so stay tuned for that i don't know what the hell is going to come out of it. we're just talking so stay tuned for all that and much much more so guys thank you again and uh let's keep gaming so that'll do it for me on behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Stay tuned for this Sunday as I review the Iron Claw. Take care, everybody. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.